0: everybody thanks for staying with us into our guest segment and enduring our intro which I'm sure you found very interesting uh, this is Dave Hodges again and this is the common sense show we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time and we have the first of a scheduled two-part interview with Virginia Farver from Fort Collins Colorado and you go, oh yeah we remember Virginia yes um, and she has produced some stunning observations regarding 5g Related research, research that gets buried and will never be reported on by the mainstream media. But, but she's now taking this to a whole new level. And um, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you want to get your kids out of the room because this will not be for the faint of heart. Uh, before we join Virginia with these stunning uh, revelations, I need to let you know that we have. Um, well, we got to pay some bills, and they're bills that you want to pay too. In other words, what we're selling, you need. There are, listen, I can't tell you how many stories we're chasing down right now. My colleagues in the independent media and I, and we, I mean, I was up until 3 a.m. and up again at 4.30 a.m. on the morning of this broadcast, and uh, we are chasing stories of asteroids, continuity of government, impending nuclear war. And, I mean, these are not fanciful stories. These stories all have substance behind them. I witnessed some of the correlated events and uh, we're trying to make sense out of it so you'll be seeing a lot of this on the commonsense but what does this add up to you need food and water you need to make sure that you can be independent for a while i always say you need food water guns gold ammo medicine and tools and that's natural medicine because you're not going to be able to fulfill or fill your prescriptions for much longer and we've been warning about this day coming and as a good friend of mine steve Quayle, said on my radio show the other day Hey, what's coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and uh, I don't think truer words were ever spoken. The food, very quickly, you know about its M.P.S. It's safe, it's tasty, 25-year shelf life, and we have $100 off, $100 off the four-week package, and people are buying multiple sets of the four-week package. Now, why are they doing that? Because it's the cheapest way to add to your stash, and we had one guy actually buy a hundred sets of. Of, of this, and you get the hundred dollars off for each set that you order. Uh, so, you want to do this. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And with the water, it's you don't necessarily want to store water because that's hard to maintain and make it safe. You need to have water filtration. You'll never have trouble finding standing water, whether it be swimming pools or runoff from the rain or a lake. But you go, I don't know if I can drink that. And you're probably right. Uh, sporidium can be a real problem for you. In fact, the Naval War College says on the fifth day that your, your, your uh, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. So take it from us. You need a good water filter. And I'm going to be honest with you. We have three because things get stolen, things break over time. And we have three. And we have the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. Yeah, you heard me. I'll say it again. Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. You go, I haven't heard of that. Okay, well, we're going to send you via website that we'll uh, acquaint you with, research. And it shows that this is the best product out there. And you'll never be without water, as long as you can find some standing water, or swimming pool water, or lake water, or river water. You'll always have something to drink if you have this device. And they're offering this now for 40% off while supplies last. And I'm telling you right now, they're flying out the door right now because people are getting it, that we're in trouble. off. Go to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com for the water. Preparewithdave.com for the food. And uh, what we're telling people right now, listen to me, folks, if you're wrong, and I'm wrong, which I don't believe we are, we're in for a crisis. How bad the crisis is going to get, that's what we have to decide, and that's what we're investigating. But let's put it this way. We know for a fact continuity of government has been triggered. We know this for a fact. And uh, I've reported on the first part of it, We have more coming out, and I've got colleagues working on this. So, you know, don't let the grass grow under your feet. This is not trying to. We're not trying to scare you to up the sales. We're trying to scare you to prepare you. And the worst thing that happens is you eat your mistake, or you have a water filter for the next crisis. But I I think for a lot of people, depending on where you're at, this could be a real problem. All right, um, we're going to go to Virginia Farver, and I'm going to warn you right now that. Virginia and I had a lengthy conversation a few days ago um, as we were planning to do this and I have never heard her and all the conversations we've had for all these years eight years total now I have never heard her sound so dire So uh, this is such a big deal. It's so threatening. I've never heard the the fear in her voice like I, I heard a few days ago And you're gonna hear it here and you're also probably hearing it from me, too. The globalists are losing, and they are throwing everything at us in the book. And I want to make sure you hear this. They cannot beat Donald Trump, and they know if they kill Donald Trump, they know that they'll have probably 100 million people in the streets, and there'll be nowhere they can hide. They know this. So they're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at Donald Trump and at us now. And they're making their move right now in the next 60 days, 50 days, are gonna be hell on earth. Virginia, I hope I didn't over dramatize our situation, but that's how I'm seeing it. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, do you think I'm being too frenetic here? or Do you think uh, it's it's not this bad or should people really be worried?
1: I, I think it's really bad, Dave. Um, just the fact that uh, 5G's coming and I just found out it's being deployed in another 89 cities across the United States right now as we speak. And I, I just don't think people understand how dire the situation is because I, I have a feeling that, um, you know, it's not going to take long before we have a body count.
0: Um, yeah, I hear you. A, a body count on top of a body count I mean this isn't going to be let's put it this way uh, the longer time goes on I think there's going to be more dead people and the dead people will start out with a trickle but it will reach a flood fairly quickly I mean how do you see it that's that's my opinion
1: that's exactly how I see it and I, I feel like that this COVID-19 was the perfect opportunity to bring in this new industrial age uh, it's the fourth industrial age and we're talking about transhumanism and every, everything else. Now we're going to, um, I call it the new world order of schools um, because now the schools are doing all online learning and it, it's just going to get that much worse before it, it gets much better.
0: Let's just jump to the last day here. Uh, how do you imagine how bad it will look? And then we'll kind of go back to the beginning and work our way back. But if we work with the end in mind here, what will that last day look like?
1: I, you know, I, I'm not real sure, Dave. Um, I just, I, I feel like that. Um, you know, I've, I've done my, my uh, diligence with trying to warn people about cell phones mm-hmm. and about wireless radiation and for the life of me still, most of the people I know still cannot get rid of them and still use them. And I just feel like this is just, um, we're paying for our own demise and that's what, that's the way it is. And I, I have a feeling, uh, I've talked about this before that we've got new medical facilities going up all over. I, I know here in Colorado. And I, I believe this is for the uh, many, many cancers that will be started here in the United States.
0: Do you think there will be quick-acting cancers, um, exposure, followed by quick hospitalization, and this is why they need these impromptu facilities?
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just to let you know, there was, there was a doctor in California, this was, oh, several years ago, that saw three young gals in his office, and they all three had breast cancers in the shapes of their cell phones from putting them in their bras. And and just to let you know, Dave, these are very aggressive cancers. You know, brain cancers, it's usually the glioblastoma types. Now, you're talking months for survival, and that's it. And this is what's coming down. Colon cancer is way up for um, young adults now, too. And, of course, you know, they're putting cell phones in their pockets and everything else. And and, uh, just people haven't put two and two together yet.
0: Okay. Well, let's... um let's go back to the beginning for people who may not be familiar with you and our audience has grown significantly and I should mention we go out on Red State Talk Radio and its affiliates and Global Star and its affiliates KYAH and the affiliates that spring out of that our uh, podcast services will catch this so pretty well the only place we won't go with this is YouTube because they'd never tolerate it because they don't want the truth told about this the only people you can listen to is the World Health Organization and um, so you know this is where we're sending these messages out to so a number of significant people are going to hear this Virginia and our numbers have grown precipitously since you and I have introduced this so let's go back to kind of the beginning and how you got involved and how you learned how serious this really is
1: Uh, Dave I lost a son in 2008 from glioblastoma brain cancer And my son, I I live in Colorado, and he was living in San Diego at the time. And our neurosurgeon at the time told us it was from his cell phone usage. So after my son passed, he only lived seven months, um, I started investigating cell phones, and I started reading about all these cancer uh, cancer clusters at uh, several schools. And one was at SDSU, San Diego State University, and my son was one of them mentioned in these articles. And there was a cell tower on campus that um, had illegal emissions. This one cell tower could transmit 72 miles in all directions. And right now, um, the directions, I think it's east-west is 200 miles and north-south is 125 miles. So this is how powerful some of these cell towers can, can get. And, and it's a government cell tower. And just to let everybody know, it's, it's actually hooked to the HARP system and with that said um, HARP antennas are usually on state properties which uh, San Diego State University and then they're also a lot of times uh, connected to communications buildings and a lot of these schools offer communication degrees so uh, of course the cell tower itself was on top of the uh, communications building. But I've also been investigating six other cancer clusters, which were also all caused by some type of dirty electricity or wireless radiation. And I've also compiled, this was last fall, I compiled a list of over 20 school cancer clusters across the United States right now. So it seems to be a really big problem and our kids are sitting in this every day. So I try and tell parents, if there's ever a time in history now with this COVID-19 and the online, there's, this is time to um, homeschool your children.
0: Mm-hmm. I've heard while schools have been out for months that many of the telecoms have come into these schools and have installed 5G wireless. Is there truth to that?
1: Absolutely. They they are installing it stealthily in, in many of the schools. And uh, I don't know when when or if these kids are going to even be able to come back, but I would be very aware of that. And also they are um, upgrading a lot of the I- Wi-Fi systems and everything else. So you have to just know what your kids are being exposed to. Plus, uh, you know, the, the school districts, Dave, are in hunger for some kind of revenue and yeah. of course you know the telecoms can give them thousands of dollars a month you know for leases
0: Wow so they've got all this um, these slush funds available to buy off the right people at the schools to install this H- how about oversight from government do they have to bypass any authority there to go into the schools and do this
1: Um, I'm not real sure, Dave, Um, on that. All I can tell you is this industry, um, Janet Newton from the EMR Policy Institute, this was out of Vermont, probably seven or eight years ago, they tested 600 cell towers in Vermont, and only every one of them were not in compliance, and they were only able to sue over one. So this kind of tells you, I mean, they can turn these things up and down, you know, you don't know what's on them. The one, the one that I found at SDSU, of course, is a government tower. And it took me, it was not on antennasearch.com, so it took me months to figure out what this cell tower was called. So, you know, you just have to really be diligent and really dig for your answers.
0: Wow. Well, <laughs> I, I just can't believe people have let it get this far. And, and and i'll tell you why you sensitized me to the issue so maybe i'm a little more aware than the average person but you can't really do much reading or even be on the internet for very long and not be exposed to opposition and and i don't mean just opposition i mean opposition in the form of critical research done by critical researchers
1: right right and, and people don't understand too that the school districts actually will pay uh, lobbyists um, and they do it for the vaccinations and they do it for the wireless and everything so you know um, like I said Dave it's a really good time to be homeschooling your children so I, I suggest people do that if they can possibly do it.
0: So you think the schools are totally on board and they're participating in uh, lobbying officials not to vote against it?
1: Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely.
0: I didn't know that's the schools we're, were that far gone with regard to their allegiances.
1: They absolutely are, and you know, it, the 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 kids are not their first priority anymore. There's actually something called the SHLB, and that's the it, that stands for schools, health, libraries, and broadband. Mm-hmm. And this is a really really distinct group that's pushing for a lot of technology in our schools. And, boy, I'll tell you, if your, your child goes to a school that's in, in, involved in any of this, I would yank them really quick. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, I know most schools have broadband, but most of it's 4G, isn't it?
1: Yes. And, and you know, 4G is very dangerous, too, Dave. Like I said, I've mentioned this before, that, you know, when they installed the 4G, this is when you started seeing come and get your flu shots in May, June, July at at your local drugstore because this is what's suppressed and, and weakened our immune system. And so 5G will just add to that. So this, is, this is, we're at a point where I don't know if there's gonna be any coming back from it.
0: There's something that I've been reading and it's, I've been reading this consistently and some from real doctors. I mean, not people that are professing to know something they don't and they say that they believe taking the flu shot has weakened uh, your resistance to coronavirus. I,
1: I, believe, I believe it, I believe it, and, and you know, there's mercury and aluminum, and guess what's attracted to it? All the radiation, you get your child vaccinated, you send them to a school where they're getting blasted with Wi-Fi, and, and then they all have laptops, and cell phones, and, and cell towers on the property, you're just asking for trouble. So I I think this is a really big problem, Dave. And plus, you know, I mean, there's just all kinds of symptoms. You know, they they get depression and anxiety and all types of other things that go on with them as well, too. And, of course, you know, if you take them to a doctor, they're going to tell you to get some kind of a medication instead of dealing with what's really the problem and addressing it.
0: Wow. This is... um this had to have been known before it started but I I can't well I guess I can believe it I was going to say this I'm stunned in the face of how much medical evidence there is that people aren't waking up and demanding changes but look at what we've done with COVID I mean even the CDC walked back their numbers to 10,000 deaths and then a day later someone pulled the switch and made them recant that statement I'm sure you followed that
1: Oh, absolutely. It, and Dave, this COVID, you know, they, I, I sent you information, they, Georgetown University now has what's called the COVID-19 Law Lab. So, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, I, I'm, I'm envisioning that they're going to go to all this mandatory stuff, and they're going to force us to have to get a, a vaccine.
0: How, 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 does the wireless enter into this at all?
1: Um, I I just think that it was a perfect opportunity, and and me personally, I really think, Dave, that once this this virus came out, they knew that they were going to install this 5G as quickly as possible before anybody could understand what was going on, because I still said, because of the 1996 Telecom Act, I think it's Section 706, where you cannot um, sue over health effects, and they know this. And this is why I think this gave them the perfect opportunity to get this slapped up as quickly as possible. And of course, the schools, the kids were out, and nobody's uh, going around to these schools. And it's just been the perfect opportunity to get it installed.
0: Wow. Um, I think you're pointing to an end game, but we'll come back to that um, because I think we're building there. But traveling down this road, um, what is it about the 5G that makes it so dangerous to the brain? And and a layman's explanation, why why is 5G deadly? Do we know um, the percentage of the population that will be affected? Um, You mentioned how long the demise is. It's less than a year because of the type of cancer it is. Um, So tell us what you know uh, about the medical indications.
1: Well, Dave, first off, what I want to tell people is, you know, 5G is is um, the last frontier. So you can take that as, as it states, and to me, that's it's our last frontier. I mean, and I, I think, Dave, um, I, I don't really know any statistics. You know, they, they don't keep statistics on brain cancers and that type of thing. But, you know, I, I think that... Um, parents are going to start seeing that their kids are not learning well and cannot comprehend as well and you know you just have to be very very astute to some of the the symptoms that can occur you know they'll get uh, fatigued very easily and have brain fog they will have uh, all types of symptoms and and these are the ones you need to watch out for and catch them as soon as possible before they get to that stage but this is the thing with these new 5G phones you know it's millimeter wave technology and the problem is is you know now it's going to be in in front of my house that's the problem with it you know and and these kids don't have any idea that, they're, that this is coming and and now they are actually I, I think I mentioned this before too that they've actually approved 7G and 6G if you look it up is actually hundred times faster than 5G and now they've got some pilot cities putting out um, 6G so we have to be very careful but the millimeter waves they're digital and uh, you know it's the pulsing effect and that's what hits your brain and it just it destroys your brain.
0: How many more times is 7G over 6G?
1: I'm not even sure and I don't even want to know I've, I've heard from some experts that we won't survive it And I've actually read, I read this several years ago, that 9G was a possibility. But, you know, they just have said there's no way we could survive it. But 5G, I think, is is pretty much the end game point for everybody. Because now, Dave, it's everywhere. It's not going to be just, you know, a cell tower, an occasional cell tower. These cell towers are going to be literally everywhere.
0: Talk about that. What do you mean everywhere?
1: Well, they're going to be every 3 to 10 homes. They, they are putting up fake pine trees, if I live in Colorado, um, cactuses, if you live in Arizona. They, they've just got the infrastructure everywhere. And actually, the, the antennas, you know, are getting smaller and smaller, but more and more powerful. Uh, and so this is this is the other thing. They, they don't look like they, they are harmful in any way, uh, but they are very, very harmful. And, and the millimeter waves actually, like I said, they they cause blindness. Um, these affect the retinas of your eyes, and it also affects your sweat glands. It makes your sweat glands like little antennas to hook to the Internet of Things, so that you can be hooked to you know constantly about everything. They want to put in smart pavement everywhere. They they literally want to put these sensors in everywhere, Dave. And and I read where they've got a. Um, through the uh, and this is a really good um, uh, research um, uh, program that you can look at. It's Wintergreen Research I- Incorporated, and you guys can look up all kinds of things there. But they said the 5G markets um, at 20 in 2020 went from 31 billion, and by 2026, this is six years from now, they're expecting it to be an 11 trillion dollar industry
0: oh my gosh
1: so that tells you how many sensors are going to put up i mean we're talking hundreds of thousands of more cell towers, and this is where i'm frightened david because i've done enough research on just the grids and all the different grids and they're all on all these school campuses and everywhere else and up and down all of our you know, they're they're literally everywhere and i mean they're they're even in the oceans on buoys and They've got um, Scripps Oceanography out of San Diego, the, the cell tower that affected my son. It's hooked to that and they've got something called the CODAR network and I mean these things go everywhere and it's, it's very scary and then on top of it you add any kind of satellites and and we're just in a lot of trouble.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I think you're, you're making an understatement that we're in a lot of trouble. Um, The frequency thing. I know a little about frequencies from my early days as a psych instructor and I followed this guy um, from the early 60s and um, he could change emotions by uh, hitting the brain with an electrical impulse and if he changed frequencies he could change the emotional response. His name was Jose Delgado and he's actually fairly well known in psychological circles because we call these the first mind control experiments. Uh, And you can manipulate behavioral changes. So this is another avenue I'm coming at this with. I would imagine with 5G, or 4G to 5G to 6G, I would imagine we're going to see different kinds of behaviors coming out that we might not otherwise see. Have you um, uncovered anything related to that?
1: Well, uh, you know, speaking about all these riots, in all of these cities, you know, like Denver, you know, they've had r- constant riots and, you know, destruction and everything else going on. Well, they've turned on their 5G in, in downtown Denver. And so, you know, they, they, can a- they can actually make a whole populace, you know, really agitated or depressed or they can do whatever they want. And, and actually, when you start going into transhumanism, now they've got something that's called mind loading. So, and so you, you. this is, you know, we're just getting into some really crazy stuff, to be honest
0: with you. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is wow. Um, I do remember the work of Nick Begich. I don't know. Are you familiar with him at all?
1: Yes.
0: And he kind of made his mark nationally on HARP. And he, t- he talked about the patents of groups like Eastman Kodak and other organizations where they could change behaviors. You could make people calm and passive and you could make them agitated. Um, And and I'll never forget that he wrote a book called Angels Don't Play This Harp. And I actually interviewed Nick around 2009. And it looks like everything he warned about is coming to fruition. Um, Do you think that these frequencies have anything to do with the passivity I'm seeing from Americans? that have accepted their economy being ripped away based on real shoddy reasoning, false information that you can see right through, but the people aren't going to the street even though their lives are destroyed. Is there a passivity that's being induced by these frequencies?
1: Well, you know, the cell phones can create mind control. I mean, and, and I see it, Dave, you know, that's because I don't have a cell phone and I haven't for several several years since 2008. You know, I, besides the addictive nature of them, I I've watched people and you know they uh, I think this is the only place they're getting their news, which is not good. You know, and they don't understand that. And uh, I really think that it does. It keeps them passive, and they just don't get involved in anything. And you know, I I've had so many people tell me I'd rather die than get rid of my cell phone. So you know, this this is where we're at. I mean, they've 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 got us hook, line, and sinker into this and you know, a couple of times lately I've just kind of thrown my arms up in the air and just thought, you know, I, I'm going to just protect myself and get out of here at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. But if you're putting 5G satellites into space, which I understand Elon Musk is doing, is there anywhere you can run and hide, maybe except underground?
1: Well, you know, that's that's a good issue. Um, I've heard that, you know, I, I don't know, I know with cell towers you don't want a house with a view, you don't want... Um, you want to have as many pine trees around your house as possible and the earth is a natural shelter to all of, all of this stuff so you know that's that's a good idea for people if you can afford to build an earth sheltered home something like that but you know at some point you know you gotta pick and choose your poison you can either stay in a town center and just be blasted with it constantly or you know Take your chances and at least live out in the rural areas. That's kind of where I'm at at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. But most people can't afford to do that. Right. That's the problem.
1: Right. Well, I I was on a conference call about three weeks ago with an attorney. I won't mention names that actually said now is the time. Now is the time to shield you need to shield your homes, And there again, Dave, it's very cost prohibitive for most people to buy shielding paint and materials and you know all, all kinds of stuff, but that's where we're at. So uh, my bottom line is we just have to stop it. I mean, it's just craziness. And we just need to figure out a way to get it stopped.
0: Wow. Well, I, I, and there's no cooperation among the people that are running this to notify people that you need to be doing these things they act like everything's okay is that right
1: right and, and you know dave the, the thing is this is just this just reminds me again just like the whole smart meter issue um you know i tried to tell people you know six or seven years ago you don't want a smart meter on your house Yeah. they can turn them into a bomb they can shut your power off or your water off anytime they want to now look what's happened in California. And again, they're putting this in without the public's knowledge. And so, to me, that tells me everything. Because if they don't want the public to know about it, then they know that they're doing something very wrong. Mm -hmm. Very, very wrong.
0: What about the cities I read about and they say, we're not allowing 5G here. I think it's a false token effort because there's no city boundaries that block electromagnetic waves. But w- what happens with these cities that say no 5G here?
1: Well, you know, it's, this is coming down through the FCC, which by the way is a captured agency by industry and the United Nations to, to boot. So this is why it's so powerful and this is why they're, they're captured. And these cities take a risk of being sued but my my whole concept is is if everybody would have said no, if every city would have said no from the very beginning, the, the telecom industry, there's no way they could have, uh, you know, defended themselves against all these lawsuits. So th- this is where I'm at. And so there's a lot of people, I think there's a lot of money changing hands behind the scenes, I mean, without being able to prove it. But... You know, it's just like the smart grid. There's got people know that are pushing these things that these things are dangerous, but yet they're still willing to put them in and even have them near their homes and their families. So there's got to be some kind of a a trigger that's letting them, you know, they 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 want to push this stuff. So I, I that's the other thing going on. You know, the telecom industry is a very powerful industry. Um, I, I actually um, went to San Francisco, this was probably in 2010, and we were trying to get the Right to Know Act started, and I met I met some friends there, and we went to a bunch of legislative offices and talked to people, and the vote was going to be seven uh, for it and three against it. We got that change, so it was three, four, three against it and seven for it. But I'll tell you what, Dave. The the telecom industry were ten minutes behind us when they found out what we were doing, and offering checks to these legislators to not to not. To Isn't that mind. illegal? Well, you know, I would think it would be, but um, I we saw it firsthand. But everything at this point, you know, and I do I do want everybody to know, you know, I'm in that the lawsuit with the Children's Health Defense Council. And it ended it, it, it well. The the uh, lawsuit was filed the very last day of July. So they have 45 days days with which to respond, which will be the middle of this month. And this is suing the FCC over health effects. And really, Dave, if you read this, it's 117 pages. I sent it to you. I don't. I honestly don't know how the FCC can possibly defend themselves against all of this information because now there's enough evidence with the NTP study and the Ramaninzi study that came out in 2018 and all of the other studies that are coming out that this stuff is is harmful. Any type of wireless device is harmful. Hmm.
0: I think what they're gonna fall back on is because there's not documented he or she died from 5G the judge can legitimately say, you haven't proven your case for lethality, you've only done it theoretically. That's where I see, and and I'm not a lawyer, but Virginia, I've been around this stuff, and I I have taught about research protocols, and occasionally you come across these court rulings, and you have to show damage, in other words, to prove your case. And is there enough damage, or is it more laboratory proof of what we're saying, but not hardcore public suffering?
1: This has a lot of people that have joined that are that are have suffered from this. so and of course that's why I'm involved is because of my son. Yeah. so you know they ho- hopefully this will uh, I've, I've heard through the grapevine that the FCC is a little nervous about this. so this is good and there's a there's also other lawsuits that are coming down now as well too. So you know we just have to keep that in mind and, and you know have some kind of a hope you know, I, I tried suing the city of Fort Collins a few years ago over the smart meter program on my own, and I'll tell you, the uh, judge came back and basically stated that the city had um, extensive public outreach for for the smart grid and the smart meters, which, of course, probably most of your listeners know that I, I could probably go and talk to probably 75 percent of the Fort Collins residents right now and they don't know what a smart meter is or, or that they even have one. So, you know, I, this this is all a big scam but see this is coming, this is also coming through the EPA because they've got these public participation guides and, ba- and what, what those do, uh, it, it has corporations, they decide, the corporations decide how much information the public will receive on any agenda item. So that's, that's how they're keeping a lot of this suppressed.
0: I think that violates the Freedom of Information Act.
1: I don't know. You can't, you know. can't
0: you know, as a public entity that's providing a service, you're, you have to make full disclosure. Right. And you're not immune to freedom of information inquiries from the public or from uh, the media. Um, so can you say this again exactly what are they who's deciding what on this issue
1: well they've got something called it's the EPA the environmental Environmental Protection Agency has something called the Public Participation Guide or the International Public Participation Guide and if you read through there like the City of Fort Collins there's there's a there's a group of facilitators it's called the IAP2 which which is the International Association for Public Participation the city hires these um, facilitators to come in and teach them how to handle the public. And actually, if you read through these guides, it's really interesting, Dave, because there's actually a, a segment on how to handle outraged citizens. So I do know the da- the first day that Trump got into office, and he said he was slashing the funding to the EPA, I you, I couldn't, I was screaming for joy. I was so happy because it's so... You know, everything is so controlled right now.
0: So they got to him, is what I'm hearing. Right. Is that what you believe?
1: Um, well, I, I, I think the, I, he knows. I mean, Trump knows about everything, and I I personally, he's trying to get us out of the WHO, and of course, I, I've i got a document that, that that's written that's called the WHO Knew from 2011, Dave. The WHO, the World, World Health Organization knew at that point that wireless radiation was a health hazard and look at it, it's, this has been almost nine years now and they still haven't put out any kind of public warning to anybody or haven't, uh, you know, forced manufacturers to change course, they haven't done anything. So yeah, I, I was thrilled that he got us out of the hooves, so if he keeps going and we can get out of uh, more of this um, uh, UN stuff, I think this would help uh, help us a lot.
0: Yeah, but why isn't he using, I'm probably asking a question you don't have an answer for, but if he's aware, and he said he was going after the EPA, I've heard him personally uh, uh, champion 5G, 6G, 7G. I heard him make a speech where he went up the escalator saying these are all good things.
1: Yeah, I, I heard him at the RNC, and actually I cringed when he said that, but Dave, I think he, he knows, and And, uh, you know, just to let everybody know, Huawei out of China, I mean, this is, I knew about Huawei several years ago. And, you know, they were the ones that wanted to install all of the 5G networks throughout the United States. Well, Trump stopped that. And, you know, I, I personally, this is just my opinion. I think that Trump, you know, the UN is in charge of everything, literally right now. And so when I say that, I think that Trump is up against the United Nations. And, and he knows it um, because they've pretty much captured every agency in the United States at this point.
0: And how is it they've captured the president?
1: Um, I mean, this is where- I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if he's, he knows and I'm, I'm hoping that if he gets reelected, he might come out against some of this stuff because somebody needs to let him know if he doesn't know, and we've got to get him aware of what's going on, and know that this stuff is very, very dangerous. I, I, he's got to be aware of something going on. I, I just don't. I, I just can't imagine that he doesn't.
0: But we're so close to the election. Do you get a feel for the Democrats on where they come down on this?
1: You know the way I look at it, Dave. I think that if any politician, they would they would all go for it. it doesn't really matter at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it would be any of them. All I know is behind the scenes, Trump has stopped Huawei in some ways, and you know he's kind of going against China, which is also, you know, this is the big tech stuff. This is the big push with big tech, and you know, and he's been kind of against them. I think he's against. TikTok and all of this other stuff they're trying to get stopped here in the United States so I don't know if it's something he's just waiting until after the election and I'm just, I'm not sure where he's at on uh, on a lot of this stuff I wish I did know
0: I just have no answer for you about Trump appearing to flip-flop or yeah, it's flip-flop I mean, that's how I see it. Well,
1: and he's, he's Flipping and flopping with the vaccinations too today, so you know that's you know that that's a real concern. I just don't know if he's he's just obeying orders to, at this point and just trying to get reelected, and then after that, then you know um, start coming out about some of it. That's that's what my hopes are. I don't know about you, but that's what my hopes are.
0: Yeah. This is an impossible question to answer, but it's a concept I think we need to consider. And you say, well, when he gets reelected, okay, well, my question is on time frame: when do we reach the point of no return? I mean, aren't we already there?
1: Well, this is why I have hope with the um, these lawsuits. Uh, there was a lawsuit with the regulators as well too, because people don't understand, see, uh, the the citizens of the United States, we've already paid for all the rights-aways in our cities. And now these telecom industries are coming in, and they want to take over. And they cannot do that. So basically, they, they lost a big lawsuit as far as that's concerned, too. And I think, Dave, this is the reason they they are trying to slam this stuff in as quickly as possible, is because they know that this is coming, industry knows it's coming, and they are just trying to get it in as quickly as possible. And I don't know if Trump's just going along, you know, at this point, but then afterwards might come out against it. I'm not real sure, but I haven't really heard much of what uh, any of the other politicians have, have said about it. You know, uh, Biden, he hasn't really mentioned anything as far as I'm concerned. And Kamala Harris, I'm, I'm not real sure about her either.
0: Well, she's on the far side of evil. So whatever does the maximum destruction, she's gonna be for
1: absolutely absolutely so you know um, you know it's just going to be something that we we do need to get stopped but there are you know there's there's other countries and you know there's there's cities pushing back now and I, I actually do know this the city of Fort Collins really did not want to put this stuff in so there there's there's for some reason they're being pushed to uh, put this in but you know it's, it's the push with the United Nations beneath it
0: wow hi
1: and and just to let you know, and i I mentioned I think the last time too, this global covenant of mayors. you know this is they came out, and now they want this new green economy, so now this is where they want to go to digital currency and everything. see all these all these um organizations are working together behind the scenes that people aren't aware of.,
0: have you linked any of this into the World economic Forum?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay, because we're going to get into that. I want to get into that in part two, because I'm going to be a little more of a participant in the interview, because there's things I'm going to throw out, and we'll see if we can't find some connecting of the dots going on here, and I think that's, we're going to find a lot of it. Um, This is a globalist plot to harm people, and uh, and, and, and let's do just a a minute or two of speculation here. What's the reason? Why do they want to kill us all? Do you have any opinion on that?
1: I think it's a eugenics program, and and I truly do. I've had a lot of people tell me that they don't believe that, but I, I truly believe that, Dave. And, you know, they, they want to decrease decrease the population, and that's what it's all about. And if they can do it, and like I said, they've got everything. I feel like everything's at a head now, you know, with this virus and the vaccinations and the, the I, like I mentioned before, when you called, I said we're hearing about super spreading events, and now it's. Extreme weather events, everything's an event now, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. What they're doing.
0: My friend Lisa Haven came out with something today from her channel, and she was um, talking about the World Bank. Had a document that she came across, and they were talking about the pandemic, uh, they're planning for it for four more years through 2025, right. I kid you not. I mean, she was reading directly from the document, and uh, she sent me the link. It was unbelievable. But you know, the World Bank's pretty evil in itself. If you people know who who has run the World Bank, you would say, "Well, I'm not surprised." But but uh, they they are saying we're going to be in lockdowns for the next four years.
1: And I believe it. And and Dave, you know this. There is no way. There is no way that, you know, since all this started six months ago that they would have had everything implemented as quickly as they have. I mean, actually, there, there's something called the um, Strategic Foresight Summit, and you can type that in slash uh, COVID-19, and you can find all kinds of information on it. And, you know, they, they've got different, and then, we you know, all of our cities signed on to what's called the Resilient Cities and this is this is what makes me cringe is because you know these resilient cities you know they it's, it's about different shocks and it's about you know weather shocks earthquakes hurricanes you know all that type of thing and then there's uh, economic shocks well here here we are we're in an economic shock with this COVID-19 so you know they're there that they're, they're, all this stuff's brewing underneath and People just aren't quite understanding what's going on, but
0: it's, it's United Nations in charge of all of it um, Who's really in charge is it is it UN uh, General Secretary? Is it the head of the who? Um, I mean if you, you look at this are there secret societies World Economic Forum When you do your work, who do you find at the top of the pyramid?
1: You know, it's it's UN secretary. I mean, there's so many different departments. Like I said, Dave, I mean, you you can look into everything. If you if you dig far enough, there there's so it's the the, it's just like cancer itself. The tentacles go literally everywhere. And um, you know, and then we've got these NGOs that uh, are are coming in through the UN that are you know forcing things and working with our cities and stuff so yeah it's it's, it's just a real entanglement of stuff but basically basically it's, it's the un and i, I don't understand i I've, I've said this to several people that i um uh, that you know if we were to get out of the un a lot of this stuff would go away it really would
0: mm-hmm. um <laughs> this is probably a stacy lynn question is, uh, you know, I'm going to hold this. When I'm, when, we, when we come back, we're going to take a short break here. Um, if you're listening to us on Sunday night on Red State or Global Star, you're just going to catch us an hour or two. Uh, so we'll be taking a few minutes off. If you're listening to us on KYH um, you, and um, our podcast services, you'll be hearing this um, on, on successive days. When we come back here, I'm going to make a note of this about... Um, Who's really in charge? I want to start there and Agenda 21, um, Agenda 2030, and I'm making myself a note here because I'm hearing enough here to be concerned. This is why I said this is kind of a Stacy Lynn thing because that's who and what she really goes after. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, part one of our conversation with Virginia Farver about 5G, but you can see we don't stay on 5G this is a multi-dimensional problem that overlaps with other ways we're being attacked and what virginia said there's a shock event here shock event there these events are designed to overlap and we're actually going to get into that a little bit when we come back but uh we're at the end of part one and we'll be back according to your listening schedule for part two and uh just wanted to say very quickly check us out at the commonsense show.tv getting rave reviews And there's no censorship and no commercials. Check that out, thecommonsenseshow.tv. Virginia, we'll be talking to you here either the next hour or the next day, uh, depending where people are listening from. So I'll be in touch with you in just a few minutes.
1: Thank you.